Hello and welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, I sit down with Tyler Hill. Tyler's a female tattoo artist and shop owner who's really making waves in the industry at the moment with her dot work and geometric style. I go to visit her at her studio for a chat about how she finds tattooing nowadays, how she got to where she is today, and just really some general advice on, on the industry as a whole. She, I've been very fortunate to spend quite a long time with her over the last few weeks while I've had some work done by her and she is genuinely one of the nicest people I know particularly in the industry so I think there's a lot to get from this conversation and hopefully you will too. I'm Alex and this is a 21st Century Tattoo. Tyler, hi. Thank you for joining me. Appreciate it. Thanks for sitting down with us to have a chat. Um, how are you? I'm good. Sweet. I feel nervous now. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. No, I appreciate it. It's nice. It's one of them things isn't it, when you sat in front of a mic. It it's is. Just... It's weird. So, yeah, man, we're like the same age, you know, both tattoo artists. We're in the same industry, um, both based in Surrey. I feel like you've, I mean, I feel like you've been tattooing longer than I have. I don't think I have, though. I feel like I might be a bit of a myth. Are we, how long have you been doing it? Um, I, I think, I'm sure this came up on my memories the other day. I think it's six years. Six. Yeah. Which, does it count? Does COVID count? Yeah, that's it, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Exactly. Six including that. Um, but I, yeah, I, I don't know why. I've had a couple of people who have been tattooing the same time or longer than me who have been like, you've been tattooing a long time. And I'm like, I'm not. Do I look like I have? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, is that what it is? I mean, this this level of skill suggests that you've oh, been tattooing a hell of a lot longer. Though. I appreciate um, that. I mean, also, you're a shop owner, just like I am. I feel like you've probably encountered a different set of, um, not issues, but a di- like you've gone down a different path as well, being like a woman in business, mm. you know? So I, I, it's good to sit down with you and kind of get your take on tattooing yeah. and, and how you've got to where you are today, really. So I think what I wanted to do, I wanted to really start the chat by basically saying, like, what made you start oh. tattooing? Uh, how did you get here? You know, and what made you start and why? Such a hard question. I hate, and your clients ask you this, don't they? When All you're the time. Tattooing, they're like, All the time. So why did you do it? And you think, oh, fuck. Uh, I don't know. Um, I honestly, since a really young age, have always known that I wanted to have loads of tattoos. But... It was a bit of a. It was a bit like saying, oh, "I want to be a pop star." Yeah. Like it. It seemed very unobtainable because one, you're like a young girl, and two, like who is a tattooist? All you had on you were people on telly, and that was it. And they were they were famous. So so true. It was just I want to be a tattooist, and you'd be like, ah, "Yeah, right." It was I mean? a, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, one hundred. Like I grew up watching like uh, Miami Ink, yeah. London Ink. Yeah. That was my kind of only real, and like. Um, it's like Chester Bennington, Lincoln Park and stuff. I think he was like the first person I saw with like a full sleeve. Yeah. And, I, and yeah, it was almost like this like yeah. rock star sort of. It was like a mad, completely out of reach, like different planet. And I think f- uh, even, even from like pre-Cat Von D era, there, there was no female Taoists on telly. It- because that's yeah. all we had to go by because we didn't have Instagram, we didn't have Facebook. So it was just, oh, well, Army James, he must be the best. <laughs> um, and then you go from there and then Kat Von D came around and it was like, oh, that's so cool. And then you would see people like Pink, who I absolutely loved, yeah. who had like a few tattoos. And I was like, yeah, cool. And I'd be drawing on my Barbies and it never really sort of... Um, sort of nestled in my head that it would be something that I could do as a job but it was just something that I appreciated yeah um, and I didn't really know why but then it's yeah it's my uncle who actually I tell you today who was a massive inspiration and he only had a few so it's not like you you come across someone who's got tons and you're like I want to be like that it's like you've got a tribal band and I think that's cool and I'm seven and I, I want to do that I, I, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I want that and yeah. I want to do that that's yeah. so cool and but, obviously you're an artist like through and through have you always known you're an artist like where did you kind of first realise that you were into it or good at it um not necessarily tattooing but like just being yeah, an artist in general I would say that I 
one of my earliest memories of being into art was recreating those massive art attacks. Do you remember art attack when they did the huge murals on I, the floor? I do, yeah. <laughs> Neil Buchanan, <laughs> Making yeah. faces out of like my blankets and dressing gown strings and being like, yeah, that's really cool. Taking If I look back now, it looked terrible, but that was like a... I always wanted to be creating something and I was heavily into creating music and art. So And it's come from both my parents. So it's just always been a thing that's just... It's been in it's in the family like yeah. you can't get away from it um and it's really well celebrated as well so it's just one of those things that felt like uh, a natural progression yeah almost. yeah it was it was almost the done thing to be creating something in the house that I grew up in so that's yeah. where it stemmed from and then it was just a hobby and a few people being like that's good yeah. And you've been like, no, it's not, which is true artist form. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I'm never, happy, never happy with anything <laughs> no. I'm doing. Like, super critical. Of, yeah. oh, I'm super critical of everything I do. Um, so I presume, like, you did it at school, enjoyed it. Were you doing it out of school? Yeah, did it at school, did it outside of school. Um, and then progressed sort of into my teens. Like a, like a night off for me would be sitting at my parents' house when I lived at home after work, grab a beer and just sit and draw just cause yeah. um it would be rubbish like it would be i'd look back at it now and i'd be like oh my god what's i thinking like why am i doing this but it's it's well, like, what got you here. yeah absolutely it's led me to this and i am fortunate enough to have people around me that even if i was doing rubbish they still encourage me and it it obviously helped i love that it's good yeah. to hear like you had so much support with it as yeah well. oh my god i couldn't ask for more my parents I feel so incredibly lucky when talking to other artists and aspiring artists where they've almost been laughed out of the room by their parents. They've been sort of um, shut out by their parents. And I'm, I'm, I feel incredibly sad for them and a bit smug because I feel like, oh, I don't want to bring it up now because my parents have been wonderful, oh, yeah. which is lovely. Mm. But I know it's not always the same thing, but if they're not nice, I'm fucking... Yeah, so true. Yeah. That's it. I mean, yeah, I definitely didn't. I didn't have the most support. It was very weird with me because I like I've always been interested in art. Um, it was probably one of the only real subjects yeah. I enjoyed at school. And I was doing it out of school. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, and I ended up kind of just going down a direction of following the path my yeah. mother took, which which was completely separate to art. And and I think when I kind of decided to be a tattoo artist, I was like, that was no support there at yeah. all. It's mad. And um, you went from something so so professional, so. Um, it was a well, it was like a mum used to say, it was a real job. Yeah. Do you know what <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean? <laughs> you went from that to yeah, what is considered to still a lot of people and a lot of clients, unfortunately, as a hobby. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. So how you, they can't get their head around it? That's fine if they don't get it, and if they don't have the time to understand it, then. Who needs them? Yeah, exactly. I mean, thankfully, we seem to be getting to a point now where, like, the idea and, and the concept of tattooing um, is, is changing, like, perceptions, you know? Yeah. Um, but obviously, the older generation, I think there are some of the older generations still don't quite get it. And that's completely fair enough, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's fine. Each to their own. All good. Um, so, yeah, nice. How did you end up with your apprenticeship? How did you... I think when I, when I last spoke to you, for anyone that's listening, by the way, give him a bit of backstory. Oh, yeah. um, I've been having like a lot of my legs done, a lot of my ribs and armpits done by Tyler recently. Um, so we, we chatted about this briefly when yeah. I last saw you. We spent a lot of time together, to be fair, over the last eight weeks. Yeah. Um, my apprenticeship. Uh, bit of a... I don't know. To be honest, like it was in my mind, I prior to tattooing, I've always worked in sales. Sales and marketing were just my thing, and okay. it, it came quite naturally. And it was just, I, it just, I just did it. And it wasn't because anyone in my family did it. Like it just happened to be a job vacancy that I took, and there I was. So I was in sales when I met Ollie. Okay. Um, and then Ollie started getting tattooed by what was going to be my first boss. In, in tattooing um, and he was like going regularly like every Saturday we'd go there and obviously I was the sort of young girlfriend who went wanted to watch you get tattooed which by the way is so boring yeah if someone asks you to go with them to get tattooed <laughs> say no it's so fucking boring <sighs> I uh, always think that when people bring oh for like God. a day session, yeah. someone comes, I'm like, you're going to be bored shitless. Yeah. 
And for the first five minutes, you talk about like, where are you from? And then it's like, oh, why are you here? Isn't it? You're going to be bored. They're on, isn't it? That's tattooing. Yeah. It? It's kind of, yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's not fun to watch. Fun to be there and with your eyes. But yeah, um, I sort of then, it sort of like reignited my love for like drawing, I guess. I was sort of just going home and like getting on with it without even having my, even like my tip of my finger in. Mm. And uh, I just one night messaged um, Danny, who was my old boss and who was tattooing Ollie at the time, uh, and just said, if I don't ask, the answer's always going to be no. Would you take me on as an apprentice? And he had an apprentice at the time. And he said, yeah, once um, once we're finished, which will be a year because she just started, uh, yeah, I'd happily take you on. And then things went a bit tits up and like he left the shop that he was at and then he went to another shop. But um, luckily... He still got back in touch and he was like, right, I'm ready. Yeah, like um, it was right at the time. It yeah. was right, it was obviously meant to be. Yeah. When he, in- when he left that shop, I remember being at home and I just, like, I properly jumped to conclusions that it was just never going to happen then. And I, you know, it just breaks your heart and I was just in tears. Mm. And then a few weeks later, he was like, right, ready. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I have a proper job. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of need to prepare for this. Yeah. Did you enjoy, were you, did you enjoy sales? Yeah, I found it. Um, I found it relatively easy when I was feeling motivated. When I was not feeling motivated, I hated it. I think it's my attention span, to be honest. Mm. Um, yeah, when I was good, I was great, and when I wasn't, I was calling and sick and not picking up the phone. Yeah. So it's just one of them. Like, was good at it, but you were good at it, but the passion wasn't. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair enough. Yeah, 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 for sure. No, I hear that. It's kind of almost, you know what you're meant to be doing, almost. Yeah, Did it was you like I was like waiting for you? something. Okay. And yeah, when I actually told my boss that I'd been offered a tattoo apprenticeship, he was like, I couldn't imagine you doing anything else. He was like, that's brilliant. Really excited for you. Which was really nice because they spent a long a long time training me up for me to be like, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Mm. Fuck em. You literally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, they were lovely. <laughs> Obviously, own a tattoo studio in Surrey. Um, tattoo shop owner like me. Can you tell me a bit about your shop? Like, what's it like to be a tattoo studio owner in the twenty first century? It's still that still feels really weird to me. So when when we first opened, um, it's always been, and I've always put it across as a collaborative. We are opening a shop thing. Mm. Um, I have never introduced myself as a shop owner my facebook says artist at pardon my french i was so um i I wouldn't say that i don't care so much i I care less now about what i was hung up on i was so hung up on being looked down on because i hadn't been in the industry very long i was just like this girl that did dot work and at the time dot work and geo was seen as the easy route i think because a lot of people just thought oh this is not do you know what i mean like i I think it is i think it is looked i don't think so much now it's looked down on but then it was and previous previous shops and stuff like that it's it's been a oh don't work do you know what i mean so it was sort of like drummed into me that it was like all right yeah don't work like whatever and um i so from that, I was just nervous for anyone to know that this is my shop. And I think even still now, I'm very much like my Facebook still says artist at. Mm. It doesn't say owner anywhere, like on my Instagram, nothing. All it, My bio just says part of my French. I'm listed in the bio as an artist at part of my French. Yeah. It's very like, I don't feel like I own it either. Why um, is that? I f- because... Everyone here, whether they have joined us after we've opened or they were with us from the very start, has had some sort of hands-on experience with moulding it into what it is, whether it's decorating, whether it's taking the old floor up to get the new floor down, painting the windows, blessed be, painted the windows when we first opened and got stung by a wasp. Did she? <laughs> like, uh, there's been big. like proper... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's been like proper blood, sweat and tears from everyone involved in this shop. So as much as we got it sorted to get the 
place like Azar's keys and all that. Yeah. It doesn't feel solely my. It feels very shared, which is nice, and that's how we wanted it to feel. It was it was coming from. It was an escape for anyone who has been anywhere where they feel like the person that owns it has this hold over you. Mm. So it was escaping. Like you're all equals, like a, like yeah, a family. Yeah, that's like it. A team, it was just yeah. escaping the idea that a tattoo shop owner is, and I'm not even saying that anyone that we've worked with is, um, but... Well, I mean, I know there's, there are probably a few. There's a few, there. and they, they still exist, and, and they're arseholes. Yeah. And they're, they're for no reason. They're arseholes, and they are rubbish. Mm. I, why does that go hand in hand? I don't, underst- I don't understand. They get apprentices, treat them like shit. They get artists and treat them all right, and and get away with yeah, it. Yeah, and I just don't get it. And it, and it, that is not a reflection on where we came from at all. Like by no means. Um, where I apprenticed, however, different story. But these people still exist. Yeah, and that was the the entire reason for us doing this. It was just, I want a calm space. I want open, friendly. If there's any issues, we talk, we squash it. It's, we're just like all mates and it's nice. Yeah, that's so good. I almost, I get that vibe as well and I kind of come in here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it like, it's just got a nice vibe to it. It feels homely and you can tell, you can just tell by your interaction with yeah. um, with everyone else and the way all of the staff and the customers all interact. No, I appreciate that. I've and just, I, yeah. I know exactly where you're coming from. Um, I've worked at a few shops and... I've I definitely have experienced it. I can see it happening, you know, and yeah. I I can't fathom how or why it happens, or also why those people allow that to happen to them. I guess that kind of highlights maybe some issues in the industry mm. and the fact that like um, it's 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 an industry that kind of people are so desperate to get into that That's they'll it. kind of um, put up with that sort of stuff. You yeah, know? absolutely. Like it's still a very common phrase to be referred to as an apprentice as the shop bitch. Yeah. Like, why is that a thing? That's mm. not a thing. Yeah, you have to do some shitty jobs like changing the bins and cleaning, but like, it shouldn't make you cry. No way. It shouldn't make you go home and think, I don't want to do this. It, you, the apprenticeship, it's hard to an extent. Yeah. Like, why would it, why would anyone need to make it any harder than it would be as an artist? Yeah. Like you're pushed to your limit like you would be when you're qualified. You don't need to fucking scrub shit off the toilet and you don't need to take the bins out every five minutes. Like it's not a practice. You don't do it as an artist. If you didn't have an apprentice, I wouldn't do that every five fucking minutes. Mm. Like yeah, I, I don't understand at all. It's It's not fair. No, good. And I presume that you make a point too because you've had a number of apprentices, haven't you, Anna? We've actually only had one. Two. One one that's like on the way out and one that's just started. Uh, <laughs> who is? Who is Ollie? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Jodie as well, she had a hard time previously. She was an apprentice when she came to us. Um, Ollie Keeble, who is fully fledgedized, had a really shit time with, apprentice- with his apprenticeships. Um, and... Yeah, I just find it really mind-boggling. I don't get it at all. But uh, yeah, we've only had Jodie, and she's just the best. I can't imagine, I can't imagine the shop without her. Yeah. Again, I, I follow her, and she seems to be doing incredibly well. Yeah, she's doing. So How long well. has she been doing it now? Um, she, I, I would say two years. It's hard because of COVID, so it's sort of split things up a little bit. Um, and she, I think she came to us. July 2019. Mm. Um, and she came to us with a lot of black and grey work and now she's looking at Neo Trad. Yeah. Like anime colour, which is mad. Like it just shows that don't fixate on something, like just do it all. So true. That's what I say as well. Like um, I've got an apprentice at the minute and it's like learn your craft, not yeah. your style. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, coming into it thinking, I just want to do this. Like, yeah. It's not how it works, you know? No. And it's crazy, isn't it? As you learn, you end up going down a certain route. Yeah. Obviously, you mentioned earlier that you're a dot work artist mm. and all of those things surrounding that. Um, why did you become a dot work artist? I, um, I actually don't know. Because I never really... When 
which you're incredibly good at, I oh, want to say. Thank you. I, I got, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, you got, have to say it. I, yeah, I know I've also got shitloads of it on my body. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually don't know. I have had big inspirations when I first started my Instagram account, like prior to actually starting my apprenticeship. And I followed people like Nathan Mould and Corey Devine. Mm. Um, and uh, Brian Geckel. There's a few that really stick out to me. Um, I had a few conversations with Brian, and he was lovely. Matt Stops was one as well, actually. He really helped me. Um, I I don't. I really don't know. I think I just really like the look of it, and I was like, Do you know, what? I'll give it a go, and bought loads of those. Um, is it Uniball pens? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it them? What the gel pens? Oh, I actually don't know. Or like... They have a little felt tip. Anyway, they came in various sizes. And I remember just sitting for hours and hours and hours creating these like mad shapes that would take me forever Mm. to fill in. Forever. And God knows where they are now. Like I've spent months on these things. Fuck knows. And I loved it. And then I started my apprenticeship and then obviously was like told to just do everything, which I did. Yeah. I gave everything a go. Uh, gave colour a go, thought it was messy, black and grey. I was like, well, I'm rubbish at this, so what the hell? And then I started, I really, my my main thing was I wanted my line work to be spot on. Yeah. So I really cracked down on that. Then I went dot work and then I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I'd say maybe six months into actually tattooing, I was doing a lot of dot work and I was like, this is shit. What this in, takes forever. Yeah, God, you need like a, a certain type of oh patience. Oh my isn't God. It? I was like, this is so boring. And then I stopped booking it in. But I'd had someone booked in for three months time. So I was doing like random bits. And then this dot work thing came back in in three months. And I was like, actually, I really like this. And then I just ran with it. And I was lucky enough to just, uh, my boss had a very loose grip on me. So it was just like, yeah. Just do it, mm. whatever. And uh, I do it all the time. And was it always like mandalas and stuff? Yeah, I did like, yeah. Did it's you always been to, pattern worky. Did you used to, I presume you like started on like a light box with tracing yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I remember doing them and having to draw like some nightmare. Yeah. Thank God for iPads Horrible. now. Horrible, I know. I actually, st- when, we, when I first started my apprenticeship, I um, have background in Photoshop and Illustrator. And I used to create mandalas on Illustrator. And I sent a few PDF documents out to a few artists that still tattoo now, um, explaining how to do it on Illustrator, because it was just repetitive. And no one else could do it, because no one had iPads. So I was like, oh, I've got this lovely clean... I mean, like, fuck, could I tattoo it that clean? But I created it on Illustrator, and it was lovely. But then the iPads came out, and it was like a godsend. Yeah, it almost made it like so accessible. Yeah, um, it's crazy. Yeah. Like it made stuff so quick. Like I, I think that was then when I made the transition into like drawing on the day. Yeah. As well, like I do a lot of my drawings on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas before I was like you'd be drawing yeah. for hours and hours yeah. prior to it. Only for them to turn up on the day and go, oh, yeah, I've changed my mind. Yeah, literally. And like, I've just spent like yeah, a I don't week like on it. this. I'm like, fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, iPads are the best. Love it. No, when, I love it. When you're an artist, when you're an apprentice, please use paper still. Exactly. It's really hard. Yeah. You've got to get the fundamentals down yeah. first, isn't it? Big question now. Oh, God. What advice would you give to your younger self? Oh. That's such a good and that could question. Be anything. Such a good question, Alex. Um, learn a bit more. I wish I did, and I've spoken to a few other artists that have said this too. I wish that I did more um, arty things on different mediums, painting, like drawing more charcoals, going out and doing like. I don't know, doing like some real life drawing and landscapes and stuff. I wish I did some stuff like that, but I got caught up and I was just like, I want to, I want to do this now. Yeah. And I, I just didn't take the time. And I sort well, of. I guess if you went it. straight into work as well, then. Yeah, it's. 
life gets in the way almost. That's it. it. Yeah, I, I really wish. I, I wish I could paint. God, I wish I could paint. I cannot paint. No. No. I feel like I'm past it. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of them. God, yeah, I wish I had yeah, the time. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't time. make time. Wishes they had the time. Has the time. Doesn't do it. Yeah. But then also, I think you never stop learning, do you? Like, I no. think constantly learning. Absolutely. I yeah, I think, do you ever get, and I think that's where it's dangerous when tattoo artists, artists in general or anyone get to a point where they go, that's it, you know, like I'm, I'm the master, I know what yeah. I'm doing, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And it's that attitude which yeah. prevents you from growing. You it? sometimes get that with um, older apprentices that I've actually worked with previously where even at, like it, someone will suggest something that I go, oh no, don't, don't know about that. You're like, what do you fucking know? Yeah. You don't know anything. I don't know anything. I'm an apprentice. You're an apprentice. Like, just do it. Yeah. Just I do d- it and yeah. get like get what you can yeah. from it. Yeah. You've got to be a sponge. So true. So so true. You think you touched earlier a little bit about um, some like influential artists that you kind of came across mm. in um, throughout your kind of career and when you were an apprentice. Mm. Who are you like your top three favorite artists right now? Right now, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna link their Instagrams into the bio on the podcast. Off. So for anyone listening, they can kind of check them out on Instagram. Okay, um, Ash Gray. I uh, his work's just you know you know when you can't put your finger on it, but there is just something about it. It's clean. It's really soft geo. He's done some really lovely liquidated stuff as well. Um, he's one of those people that I see his work and I wish I saved some space. Yes. And I just, there's not, there is not enough space. And I, I actually spoke to him previously and I said, I need to get something by you, but I just don't know what. Where's he based? Uh, he's London, I believe. I think he's at Knocker sometimes. I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, but yeah, he's, he's up there for sure. And I think I might have said that to someone else the other day. Um, another one is... Doesn't have to be in this country either. Oh, um, Abby. I don't know what her surname is. Where's she? Abby. Uh, I don't know. Um, let me find it. Her name is on Instagram. She's um, art tattoos. Uh, her name is Abby. <laughs> I actually don't know what her surname is. Helpful. Oh, Abby. I don't know how you say that. T O U T O N G E. Tong, tong? Tong, yeah. Um, I guess, Abby, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, her work is beautiful. Really, like, solid, ornamental, neat. But, like, you know, sometimes you get people that do big, fat lines and they're, all, they're lovely, ornamental, but they're quite gappy and they've not used, utilised the space. Mm. And you, won't, you wouldn't look at it and be like, you've not utilised the space. But you'd look at... Abby's work and you'd be like ah cool that's spot on that's how it's done yeah her work is whew, phenomenal um I noticed you've got a lot obviously I think we spoke a bit, a little bit about like the work you've got yeah you and Ollie kind of share similar style yeah there. I love a, a big bold line worky ornamental stuff yeah Kieran's a genius absolute mm. genius um yeah I don't there is I mean Luke Ashley. Yes. He's surely in everyone's top three. <laughs> like, I, I would, I'd go as far as to say he he must be, for me, like one, or appears to be one of the biggest artists at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe it's because I'm in this area. I mean, his work is insane. Yeah. He um, is, and I said this actually, Brighton, when we were, because we're good friends with Luke and Annie, his missus, and they both own Aura. Um, when I brought my family down to Brighton Convention a few weeks ago, I introduced them to Luke and Annie because we've been to Centre Parks with them. And I was like, by the way, this is Luke and Annie, went to Centre Parks, blah, blah, blah. And they said hello and went off. And I said to my dad, I said, Luke is the perfect example of someone who is recognised for their skill Mm. and their just pure artistic ability. To the point where they're like, yeah, like you say, big on social media, which is just the thing these days. And he is so humble. He is just the nicest guy. I, honest to God, he's such a good example of someone that is, is well recognised, but it hasn't gone to their head. Yeah. 
he's lovely. Yeah. And that that takes a lot, I guess. Cause... Oh my God, yeah. You've got people constantly telling you that you're incredible, which he is, and he should be told all the time. But yeah. for a lot of people, that would just go ballooning. But no, yeah, I could say a lot about Luke. I've got a lot of time for him. I feel like that's quite a good link to my next point, mm. which is what do you think and how do you think social media plays a part in the tattoo industry in the 21st century? Okay. Uh, Big question. Yeah. Broad, broad question. Do you know what, actually? Funny thing. Something that Ollie Cable said earlier. Um, this is going to be quite controversial, though. So apologies. That's what we want. <laughs> we want controversy. Um, <laughs> Instagram, Instagram likes are for black and grey artists. Wow, okay. If it seems to me and... So a lot of people and people that are outside of the industry, say like your family, older members of your family, they're not impressed by a tattoo if it doesn't look like a photograph. Just cannot get their head around it. But why dots? Why that? Why does it look like that? Oh my God, that looks like a picture. Is that... That's, and? That, that's crazy. Yeah, that's like, such a good way of... There's so, there's so much more out there, but I understand it's subjective and you can't appreciate all these things if you're if that's not what you like. Hmm. But there's people like my parents, for example, were absolutely um, flawed by black and grey when I first are started. About, are we on about realism? Yeah. Right. And um, now it's like I can show them something neo-traditional or I can show them something ornamental and it's like, bloody hell, that's incredible. Because they're more educated in it. So I think it is like an... Uh, like no offense but an uneducated like yeah oh, i love that it's almost like the concept of art is like if you can replicate real life yeah um like almost like a and it's it's so true because actually if you look at like a painting mm. someone would probably or they say someone the majority of people i think who are not not artistic would probably look at a painting and think a painting that was hyper realistic yeah was more impressive than a surrealist piece or yeah. something super abstract. Yeah. And it probably is exactly that kind of translates, yeah, yeah, for sure. And at the same time, like you say, like bringing paintings into it, for sure, like going to a gallery, if you went to an abstract gallery and someone looked at like a pair of dirty pants on a canvas and they were like, fucking incredible, I'd be like, what? <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like that's such a, it's a different view. It They're is. like, oh my God, uh, the, the message is... Incredible, yeah. and you're like, it fucking stinks. Yeah, it's just <laughs> pants on the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so it's different. It's di- it is absolutely like point of view. It's, it's completely subjective. But Instagram is something. It's a visual thing, and whether you're interested in tattoos or not, black and grey realism looks good to everyone. Mm. So it's just like, yeah, yeah. So I feel it's really hard, but it's important not to get caught up. Because likes and followers don't equal work. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I feel like, and I know, and I, I can definitely, I'm, I'll be the first to admit that I have fallen into the trap before mm. of almost seeking validation for the quality of my artwork through social media. And I think, oh God, that picture got less likes than the yeah. other picture, which means that that tattoo is shitter than that one. Yeah. And, and. You but think then, about they left happier than the other person, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? Whereas those people never met the customer. Nah. Those people don't know how many times they've been. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Do you think that tattooing would be where it is today and tattooing could survive without social media? No. Uh, no. Probably, I don't know. Swings and roundabouts. Okay, I said no, but I'm taking it back. <laughs> I'm not sure. We had a conversation about this this morning, actually, over a coffee. And it's um, having the, the resources to research artists and artwork is a du- double-edged sword. Mm. You've got people who will research well enough to then find someone and book in. And you get people that are researching too much and they are spoiled for choice and they never get anything done. Mm. So, yeah, I don't, it's it's a really good tool and I'm so glad for it because there are people that I would never have even met and I feel I wouldn't, my work wouldn't be where it is at all 
but yeah, it, without unfortunately, without it, um, I think it'd be pretty bleak. Yeah. Yeah. It would almost. I mean, okay. So, what was tattooing before social media? It was local tattoo studios, wasn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. I think it also it's probably one of the reasons why tattoo artists, why the quality of tattooing is. Oh my! Absolutely. Shot yeah. through the roof because, I mean, God, I look at and it's the comparison that you make between artists. I like I finished the tattoo and gone. I mean, I don't know about you, like so. Very rarely am I always happy with what yeah, I've done, yeah. and there's always things that you go, oh, "I wish I'd done that." Yeah. And then you finish tattooing, you go onto social media yeah. and you see some artist in Spain or yeah. America, and you're like, "You want to pick just... your client up like a piece of paper and screw him up for him?" Literally, <laughs> I'm gonna sell me a tattoo machine, yeah. and I'm gonna, go, <laughs> I'm gonna go back to sales. Do you know what I mean? I've had enough yeah. because you, it just feels like unreachable. Yeah. But I think it's so important, isn't it, to kind of remind yourself to not compare. And to just kind of stay focused. At the same time as well, like looking at, it's an online education. Instagram is so useful for teaching. Yeah. Like you can look at things and be like, I would have never thought of that. And you could look at something that's like colour realism or like colour neo and be like, even me, I could be like, ooh, that's a really cool shape or that's a really cool drop shadow or like, I really like that with that. Yeah. And then I can make it work for me. Like, it's such a... Yeah, I love the way that they put those two elements together. Stuff yeah. that you thought might not work. I really like the, you know, like the real, like, cross of styles. I've got a little bit on my back, like, leaders. Yes. Like, crossing Japanese with dot work. Yeah. Which I know for the dedicated Japanese yeah. artists. This is a massive no <laughs> yeah. Don't ever do Sorry. that. Sorry. But, you, do you know what I mean? And yeah. I like, like, throwing in, like, having a half realism, half, like, yeah. colour or... So, it's cool. Like, there's so... And, and I think that's, like, tattoo... Where's it going to go? You yeah. know, like, yeah. who knows? True. You put in charge of the country. Oh, God. What's the first law you bring in? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I asked this to one of my other guests as well. So I think it's a really good way of kind of understanding okay, your, uh, what's like, important to you. Death penalty for animal abusers. Okay, yes. Like, But like, not just death penalty, like the animal gets to kill you. <laughs> what happens if it's like up or eat you. Okay. a rabbit if it's a rabbit they just have to make its way through your eye and into your brain I guess okay yeah did, oh. you, yeah, you see, did you see that guy the other day or like put like a cat in a bin you see it all the time it's oh, so shocking so sad I can't believe people do it no what would yours be what would mine be yeah here you are oh okay Ooh, the turntables how um what would be my first law Everyone has to be covered in tattoos. <laughs> even and we're the, rich. Even the ones who hate it, like the like the big CEOs of the like the office, the corporate lot spreads like a virus. Yeah, pin them down and do their face. Nice. No, I'm joking. I wouldn't do that. Of course, I would never oh, do that. Um, yeah. God, you threw me off there. I know. <laughs> have you managed to achieve balance in life? Have I? Yeah. Ah, I thought you said, how have you? And I was, I was thinking, I haven't. Um, I would say over the last couple of years, I have. Um, and it's been a real, I feel like as tattooists and as some, and just, and self-employed people as well, because my sister does it too. You feel like you have no time. You feel like every, I mean, we live in a very fast paced world. So you feel like everything's moving at hundred miles an hour around you and you do not have time to just chill out, but you do just get up a bit earlier. Yeah. Like I found that since starting at the gym and stuff like that and, and getting up earlier, like our clients don't come in till 11 and people that work in London, sometimes 12, like you've got your entire first half of the day. So I tend to do get up early, do a bit of what I like come to work, finish at not a terrible time either, and then have two days off a week, and I feel pretty I feel pretty content. Good. Yeah. I feel pretty stress-free at the minute, which is nice. And I think it's because I've got conventions and guest spots have, like, stopped for a bit, although I'm out again next week, but... You have, not, yeah, like a nice little break. Yeah. Balance is important, but it's really hard to find. So I think it's also, as much as balance is important, it's also important not to obsess over trying to get balance because that will send you way more off balance than you were in the first place yeah especially as someone who kind of 
owns runs. A sh- owns. Uh, I'm not gonna say owns. Yeah. <laughs> I know I was, um, who who like uh, who helps run a tattoo shop. You I know? think we're we're really lucky here, and I uh, because we have it's all very much all hands on deck. It kind of just runs itself. There's the odd thing where it's like, oh fuck, we've got no gloves, or like, oh, we need to get kitchen roll. I mean, we're very lucky that we're in a spot where you can run and get kitchen roll. We can call our trusty Dwayne. We refer to him as Dwangel because he Dwayne always Jill. saves us, and he can drop off some gloves. And it's nothing's ever. It's nothing ever worth getting your knickers in a twist over yeah. for sure. Like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I haven't, yeah. Getting over, getting too stressed about it. Yeah, no, you got, you, you cannot, it, stressing about it isn't going to change it. Take yeah. a step back and just. For sure. Because you need to be, you need to be on form. Yeah. You start a little bit later in the day as well. I think that's quite nice. You what get time do you start? We, we, I start at 10, trying to get to the shop at nine. Yeah. But I get on my and I'll get up about quarter to five in the morning, get down to the gym oh, and then no. just trying to cram everything in. But then Jesus. in doing that, in doing that, I don't, I almost don't feel like in trying to do so yeah. much and I train, I play hockey and yeah. like I go out of the weekends, not and and Yeah. Almost in trying to have a balance, I end up ruining the balance. Does that make sense? Yeah. I kind of like throw it off. Yeah. So yeah, I'm kind of trying to rein that in. I think it totally depends on you as a person because a lot of people like to be and need to be busy. And then as soon as they're not, balance is off. Yeah. So, yeah, it's so, yeah, depends on you, I guess. Almost like throws me mentally as well. Kind of yeah. feel like the per like not working, lose the purpose, you know. I yeah. Need to oh, take a leaf out, need to take a leaf out of your book. <laughs> yeah. Take some of, time off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, I'll get people to deliver the stuff to me. And that, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> um, so you're, I think, are your books closed at the minute? Yeah, well, yeah, so I've been having a conversation actually with Ollie about this over, actually, probably just this morning, but I have been thinking about it. Um, My books are always open for existing customers, but I think what I'm going to do is just, like, sack off the whole books closed open thing for a while. Okay. Um, Because out of pure, (laughs) this is so stupid, out of pure, pure being like, well, my books are closed, I'll get an email. And yeah. it's something sick. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my book's closed. Closing my books for me is an excuse for me to be lazy. It's an excuse for me not to have to do my admin, for sure. Okay. I need to just get a grip, I think. <laughs> I mean, how how far in advance do you book before you like close your books? I do three months at a time. And that's like, and you block it out like like five days a week for three months? Yeah, so I'll, I'll do five days, five days a week for three months, but then at the same time, naturally you always get cancellations and yeah. if i get a cancellation sometimes i'll fill it and sometimes i'll just have an extra day off and if the timing's right and someone messaged someone emails in with a sick idea and you just have a cancellation that's fill it, it. Exactly. yeah of course yeah 100%. so i think i just need to stop being such a like my books are closed yeah. no dms yeah, I need to just, I yeah. I do, I hear you, I hear you. The DMs I, can get annoying because you can like lose track of it for sure. But Yeah, 100%. Like I'll just die, I'll literally send people a message and say, please just send me this exact yeah, same yeah. message but in an email. And they're like, what? Like, what can you yeah. just, And they're sending pictures on them. I'm like, please, yeah. like I need it all in one place. Because their Instagram name's like Sexy Cat and you're like, who the hell's that? And their yeah. name's bloody Rebecca. And you're I like, get I'm it, never going to find you again. Yeah, that's almost like society now. Everyone wants it so quick. Yeah. Like a quick response. Oh, How much for this? And it's like, I need it all going through there. Yeah. I think the main thing that I, the main problem that I encountered was I almost booked too far in advance. Um, I'm at like June at the minute. Yeah. And then you have no life. No, and the last thing I want to do is cancel appointments. Yeah. So and we're trying to buy a house this summer, and like once I book a client in, I want to commit to the appointment. Yeah. I don't want to have to cancel it. So how do you like how do you plan your life around appointments, and how how are you meant to do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, once you get to that level of, of being as busy as you are, then... I think, um, actually, only recently in the new year, I started taking Sundays That's off. That's a ghost. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> um, I started taking Sundays off, and that has helped immensely, uh, because family dues will be on a weekend, and I just let my family, like, if it's a Sunday, I can do it. If it's Saturday evening, I can do it. And it, it's worked wonders, honestly. And we have a midday week off, which is really nice. 
because no one does anything on midday, like midweek. And then you don't have to make any plans and you can do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the Sunday yeah. is important to me. And that's that's all it is. And if if we're planning on going away or it gets to the time of year and I'm like, oh, I might want to do something then, then I, I'll block like four days out, just randomly. Yeah. And if I need to move it, I can be like, oh, you can get in a week earlier if you want or a week later and just shuffle it around a bit. You're kind, you feel like your clients are quite... People are very, quite understanding. Yeah, very chill. Um, some people almost kind of don't get it. Like, mm. I tell you, do, you, do you find sometimes you kind of battle with clients who maybe come to the shop and I feel like sometimes we have people come in who almost see the shop as kind of like they're maybe used to dealing with these big corporate, corporate. companies. Absolutely. And they almost like... The way they behave, um, the way they would, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. The way they'd email those sorts of yeah. companies. It's like, mate, I'm just like, I'm, I'm one it's guy. It's me, yeah. Like, chill out. Like, I'm you doing... expect them to turn around and be like, where's your manager? You're like, this is not how this yeah, works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no HR department. No, no. There's no manager. The complaint goes nowhere. It goes to yeah. me. Yeah. I'm <laughs> telling you to give me a minute yeah, and let yeah. me work out what I'm going to do. Literally. Um, there's a few clients, like, I think... Like some guys on the shop I've had like recently, where they feel like they can just change their mind every five seconds. Yeah. And you're like, no, this is a tattoo. Like, you, uh, there's an element of trust, and especially these days, and with the tool like Instagram, where you can do so much research, you go to an artist that you like their work overall, and you say, I want this, but I love your work. Say this louder for the yeah. people in the back here. <laughs> I love this, love your work. I trust you with it. And then we can either, if you're an artist that shows people the work on the day or if you send it out prior, fine, do you do you. I do not send anything out prior to the appointment because I've been stung. You need to put 110% trust in your artist. You know it's permanent. We know it's fucking permanent. We do it every day. We don't need to be told, this is on me for life. I, we know. Yeah. We know. I, that's frustrating doesn't happen often. Mm. A lot of people, I would say 90% of people these days, having having had Instagram in front of them and the research is like incredible, can come to you and say, do what you want, which is lovely. Love that. Please give me a bit of an idea though. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People say, oh my God, it must be so nice when, do you, like, do you ever get clients come to you and just say, just do whatever? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I do, but it's... It's wonderful, and it's I, I really, I love the trust, and I love how um, excited they are, and how much they just want to be like, oh, I love your work, and this is how much I love you, I do what you want. Just, just like, just one little, small, just, like, small, just tiny like, idea, yeah, and then we can direction. fucking smash it, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure, yeah, just a bit of direction. Yeah. Do you prefer doing bigger scale stuff, or small scale stuff? Bigger scale stuff, always. Why? Um... I like making friends out of clients. I don't know if it's just as like a <laughs> the inner sad child that I'm like, please be my mate. I'll do something big. I have to see you all the time. I I don't enjoy flash days, and I don't enjoy doing walk ups at conventions. I am a planner, mm. and I've always have been. I'm like, I need to know what I'm doing on that day. Even if, like, I don't always have a plan to show someone, like, this is what we're going to do. But I need to know what I'm doing. And I get more excited about the big stuff. Like, it's cool. Big projects, like, stretched yeah, over Yeah, like, it's, it's yeah. cool. Like, and it's not even... If I could work faster, I'd work faster. And I always feel bad about being a slow worker because it's fucking dot work. You, you, but, like, you must have the patience of a saint. To be able to do dot work at large scale... With one customer, obviously it's multiple customers, mm. but like seeing them like constantly, like God knows how you put up with me for fucking how many, like, <laughs> how many weeks was it? <laughs> easy, it's easy. I, I find that I, I, I love having that like built rapport with someone and it's a night and I always say to Ollie actually when, I come, when I'm coming into work or like what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, oh, I've got this and this in. Like this week I said to him Wednesday, I was like, I've got really nice next four days because I can't remember what I'm doing Monday, Tuesday I've got I had a guy called Ben in yesterday who I absolutely adore when we finish his sleeve and I had my uncle in today who is lovely and then I've got 
one of my favourite clients, Hamer, in tomorrow. Mm. And I've got a really lovely lady called Nicola on Sunday. And I'm like, oh, that was a fucking lovely week. And it's all people that I've spent loads of time with because we're doing loads of stuff. Nice. And I love that. Yeah. And when I get someone in to start something new, even if it is big and I've not met them before, I'm like, oh my God, who is it? Yeah. I'm not really nervous. <laughs> it's quite draining, isn't it? And it's almost, yeah, I like, it throws me off. I overthink stuff anyway. Mm. And I'm like, Oh, like I'm thinking, oh, am I going to like them? Am I going to yeah. get on with yeah, them? Oh my it. God, I've got to sit with them for like six hours. And then like, once if I don't like them or like, I'll start the tattoo and I think, okay, this is probably going to be more complicated than I thought. And yeah. I just want to get on with it. What was if they want to talk to me yeah. and I just want to like crack on with it and do it's they hard. think I'm rude because I'm not talking yeah. to them? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas they're just like sitting there on the phone and yeah. I'm like, my mind's going like a million miles an hour. They hate me. They hate me. They hate me. <laughs> they literally hate me. Oh my God. Like they hate the tattoo. Do yeah. You know what I mean? They, have, they only looked at it once. Yeah, it is weird. It's a weird thing. Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. You mentioned a second ago about um, you hate doing like walk-ups and stuff at mm. conventions, like flash stuff. Like, what are your thoughts on guest spots and conventions? Are they something that every tattoo artist should do, has to do? Do you enjoy them? What's the point of them? Um... So the point the point in conventions and guest spots for me is uh, networking. Uh, money, I would honestly happily give any shop, any convention, all the money I own that weekend. Like I don't, that's not what it's about. Um, for me, more, more recently, it's become, guest spots have become spending time with my friends because it's nice to go and go to my friend's shop or shops that my friends work at. And just chill, like hang out. And I think that's really important. And there are some wonderful people in the industry and you should meet them. Yeah. Um, conventions, uh, be picky. Um, we did one ages ago, years ago, and it was fucking shit. It was so shit. It was such a waste of time. Can, it we, say, can we say what it was, where it was? I can't say where it was. Okay. <laughs> can't say where it was, but... <clears throat> Um, as a shop, we've only done one. No, we've done two. So, it's not tea party. So, I'll say that. Okay. <laughs> tea party was fucking fantastic. Just you, or you said as the sh- no, shop? No, we went as a shop. It was our first one. Um, yeah, it was poorly run. It was poorly advertised. We met some really nice people there, though. People that we've made friends with, which was really cool. And that's kind of what it's about for us. Um, but it was a bit meh, wasn't it? It was a bit crap. Yeah. Um, I've, not, I've not worked one, but no. I am work, we're working on, well, not together. The big London. We're going to be both be at the same yeah. one, aren't we, this year? It's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, in London. That so looks like be... it's got like some proper thought gone into it, some proper planning. Like there's some sick stuff there, sick eyes, loads of people. Yeah, it sick looks planes. big. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm super excited. It's going to be well good. Yeah, I'm looking, and again, looking forward to the networking side of stuff. Yeah. I'm probably slightly different to you in the fact, because I was thinking about this, I will probably want to do like walk-ups. Yeah. Because um, I think I'm going to want to like do one and then have to wander around. Yeah. And like network and stuff. Like I probably won't do, I'll do, obviously do a bit of tattooing, but like I'll want to kind of like pick it up and, yeah. and, and drop it, you know, and I'm happy yeah. to kind of do little ones. I think that's what I was like, not with the walk-up thing, but I was planning on, I tried to do that at Brighton, just gone, where we did a lot of the work on you before the Sunday and then finished a little bit early so then we could go off Pressure's have a off. drink. And then on the Saturday as well, I finished early and it was like, yeah, I can go and mingle. I, I think that's important. Yeah. I think I... Oh, when, we, when we did Tea Party, it was, it was so much, honestly, so much fun. I highly recommend that convention to anyone. Um but I felt like I worked too too late, too much. Yeah. And didn't have time to like chat. Which and I wish I did because there's so many people there. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. You learn. Like kind of overwhelmed. There's so many people. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I wish I'd spoken to these. Yeah. And I wish I'd spoken to these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you think you can? Do you have to be at a certain level of tattooing before you can go to a convention or do a guest spot? Um, for anyone who's maybe listening to this who is really early on in their 
tattooing career or is still enjoying an apprenticeship? Uh, a lot of conventions will not let you work it if you're an apprentice. Mm. And a lot of conventions won't let you work it if you're a certain amount of years out of your apprenticeship either. Um, but still try. Because you could be fucking sick and they'll be like, yeah, sure. And what's do you think, the harm do you think in trying? Social media plays a big part in that. Do you think they look, oh, look at what you look like on social media 100%. and your followers? 100%. Um, some, some conventions do, 100%. Because um, I know some artists in like their first and second year of tattooing that have got tons of followers on Instagram, yeah, and would easily get into all of the conventions. Yeah. It's a it's a mad world of followers and all that. Um, yeah, guest spots. I think if you can, if you're nervous about doing a guest spot, and there's someone in the shop that you work in or someone that you know in the industry that guests at nice shops and has an opportunity to be like, can I please bring them with me? Do it. Yeah. It's a nice way to do it. Breaks you in a little bit. They are really nerve-wracking. I would say the first two I did were like, shit your pants scary. What part of it? Just the... I feel... I think a lot of artists have this as well. The imposter syndrome, where you feel like you're walking in somewhere and you're like, everyone else knows what they're doing more than I do. And if someone looks over my shoulder... I might die. Mm. <laughs> like, please don't look what at what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Realise that yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh my God, what if they're like, you got your machine the wrong way around? Yeah, yeah. Obviously you don't. <laughs> but like... What was if they look at like the voltage yeah, yeah. that I'm running the machine at and am I using the right type of needle? <laughs> that's <laughs> it. What if they look at this tattoo and they're like, that's going to wash off? Yeah. They're like, fuck. Oh God, the fear. But the, yeah, it does. It does put the fear in you for sure. But once you do one or two, with like a nice shop, I have never had a guest spot where I've been like, oh, wouldn't go there again. Or I've never had a guest spot where I've been like, oh, it was all right. It's always been really nice. I think choose carefully, try and chat to the people there before, even if it's just online, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really good advice to be fair. Fake it till you make it. That's it, innit? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Where's tattoo in? going to be in the next 5, 10, 15 years? What, are your, what, what can you see the future of the industry being? I really don't know. It's that, that's a really hard question. I find it really hard to look at... I'm not a very... Um, what's the word? I don't look that very far ahead mm. in anything. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. Because it is really changing quite fast and like saying that it feels like it's changing quite fast but I couldn't put my finger on yeah do you know what I mean do you think Covid played a part of that as well um I think Covid lockdown it either ruined you as an artist or it inspired you yeah it either really took the love out of it whether you I don't know struggled mentally or whatever and you just thought I can't do it anymore or you had some time off and it gave you time to really, like, reinvent Reset. your work. Yeah, I, I really don't know. Um, it definitely, I feel like it ex- accelerated it slight in, in the fact that because a lot of clients and customers couldn't get tattooed. Oh my God, yeah. There was this massive rush. I was like, oh my God, I need to get tattooed again. I don't know about you, I was getting asked to come and do home tattoos. Yeah. Do we you? Oh, yeah. I was like, we. no chance. No, thank you. I was like, this just wait like, like everyone yeah. else. Like, I wish I could. Yeah. But it's not worth it's it. It's like a nice early retirement for a bit. Mm. Like, you're not going to get that time again. Oh, I mean, I didn't feel like a retirement. I was, was I think, oh, genuinely, I was probably in the worst, the worst mental state oh, I've no. probably ever been in. Oh. And, I, and I, I was talking to my missus about this the other day, and I genuinely, like, that whole thing was just like a blur. Mm. I feel like, you know, it was really hot. It was really nice weather. She was sunbathing in the garden. And I was just like in, in me in my house with my head in my hands. Like I didn't know what was going on. Aww. I felt like my world was, you know, like I felt like I kind of, I was starting to get somewhere and then COVID hit. I know I'm not the only one because I, I know there's a hell yeah. of a lot of people that really struggled. Thank God that's all kind of, yeah, we're hell, coming off yeah. the back end of that. Yeah, no, that's really shit. I didn't know. I haven't actually spoken to anyone that's like properly struggled like that yeah and it's hard like you're right because the sun's shining yeah sun's (laughs) shining and you're in there like 
Yeah, <laughs> but it's crazy. But it, it's one of those things, isn't it? Kind of having said that, I did open a tattoo studio. Yeah. During COVID, I yeah. think that's probably what kept me sane. You know, having the time to to kind of put me put me effort into that. So, were it not for COVID, would I even have a shop? Yeah. Maybe not. Probably wouldn't no, have had the time. Very true. Yeah, I guess no one knows where tattooing's going to go. I literally, I, I could not even guess. Couldn't even. Imagine it social... almost scares me a bit to even think about it because I just don't know. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, not at all. <laughs> but that's it. No one can tell into the future. But yeah. no one can see into the future. It's just quite interesting to see what your kind of take is on it. Yeah. But like, where like, where, where do you want to be in five years? Not even necessarily with tattooing, but... Um, are, you, are you getting a new car? Yeah. Got a new car and all. New car. Hopefully I have a flying car by then. Yeah. Flying <laughs> cars. Maybe a car that can drive itself. Yeah. That'd be nice. And I can just like get yeah. chauffeur to work. The next Tesla will get autopilot. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's, that's definitely going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 100%. Just like kick back. Um, yeah. I I really don't know. It, it really, I think it's maybe... You might have unlocked a fear in me there. Oh, no. It might be, actually, I don't want to look far ahead. And that's maybe why I don't. Yeah. I'll just that's carry on tattooing, maybe working a little bit less. But, yeah. I don't know. What can you see for your shop? I think it'll still be here. I want it to still be here. Yeah. I don't see why not. I really don't see why not. I feel like... I feel um, like you've got a really good team around you. Yeah. We're all pals nice like there's we spend a lot of time outside of work together M- the majority of our days off are, we spend together our Saturday nights when we've got Sundays off we'll spend together Wednesdays like and it's been what year is it now 2020 it is 2022 yeah so it'll be four years this year and god yeah so what year 2018 yeah it's a long time to be in each other's pockets and not hate each other so we all really love each other so that's yeah, good <laughs> yeah good no it's good it's good to hear and I mean the way I can see like it's like on the socials I think Ollie's doing a lot yeah, of the videography yeah. and the stuff on the socials looks really cool it's really slick yeah that's taken off for sure it's cool yeah for sure like definitely a massive inspiration not only in the way you've kind of you're running your business and you kind of you just seem to be bossing it but also oh. your style uh, mad respect and you're obviously very highly respected in the industry as well oh, so I appreciate for that. me you're some someone that I really look up to for oh, sure oh that's so nice no it's, it's true right last the, I want to wrap it up really yeah. um, and I kind of I want to give just like a question that's separate to tattooing oh, but yeah. kind of really gives me and anyone listening a kind of a little bit of an insight on you so you're flung onto a desert island oh god three items that you bring in with you Items. Yeah, three things you're going to bring things. with you. Tattoo machine. Nah. Nah. Leave that. <laughs> done enough of that. I want a fucking desert island. Um, for the sake of the dog not surviving on a desert island, not the dog. Because that'd be mean. Just flat face. Well, you bring the dog. You bring the dog and, and, and then and a food and a bowl of water and then you're done. Yeah, yeah that's it. Treats, treats, treats. Treats. <laughs> <laughs> um... I would bring, oh, that's really hard, because I'd know. say my phone, but everyone that I left behind would be like, I don't fucking want to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, they'd all be jealous, yeah. all the pictures. You didn't choose me. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have, you have like, great bikini shots. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Maybe, actually, I'd take my husband, my dog, and my phone. There you go. Yeah. Doesn't matter where you are, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of... Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Love that. <laughs> so, where can people find you? Pardon my French toe, Surrey, Camberley. 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 C-A-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Um, Instagram? Uh, Tyler Hill Toe. Nice and simple. Tyler Hill Toe. Um, That is also my email address. Gmail. And... And if you're not in the area, have you got any any guest spots coming up? Are you travelling Yeah, I'm actually at Aura next week. Uh, Aura Nightfall in Greenwich, which is right by the O2, which is owned by Annie and Luke Ashley. Yep. And then in a, f- I think, two weeks after that, I'm at Project London, which is Lost Thomas's place in Hackney. And then after that, Sacred Gold, uh, 
Coles Drop Yard, and then after that, I think I'm at the Circle. Busy woman. Yeah, but they're all in London, so it's like a nice, like, little trip. Yeah, the Circle, yeah. but I never remember where the Circle is. Also, it's like different vibes as well. Yeah, proper. Lovely stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you for sitting down. Thanks for doing for this. Friday night. It's fun. Happy days. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. Nice to sit down and have a chat with you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, then please, please, please leave us a review, whether that's on the podcast or on Spotify. And if you hit that subscribe button, then you'll be notified of any new releases. I'm going to be releasing another one of these next week where I sit down with another artist for a really in-depth chat about the industry. Please share this to anyone who you know who might be interested, another tattoo artist, or just someone who's interested in tattooing. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.